0: Chapter Nineteen of the Wishing Horse of Oz by Ruth Plumly Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Beth Thomas. Chapter Nineteen: The Story of the Necklaces. Ozma's surprise and the astonishment of all the rest of that company around the Wizard's table can well be imagined. I didn't hear any thunder," snorted Highboy, lowering himself down to Bitty Bit's level. Not a clap and if we were at the bottom of lightning lake what did we eat we didn't announced jinnicky in a hollow voice what could we have eaten in such a place you old fiery to you to have been enchanted and put out of existence for three whole days was an amazing experience and as dorothy and bitty bit helped out now and then by pigasus explained all that had happened to the victims of Scamperoo's ambition and to themselves in the course of their journey of rescue Ozma's face grew both grave and serious. It was disturbing to realize how easily Oz had been captured, and the powerful wizards and Glinda the sorceress pushed aside. The wizard of Oz himself seemed to feel the most discouraged and downcast of all, to think he had been so easily overcome, and that his magic had not been strong enough to withstand the wicked spell of the invaders. I should have foreseen something like this, and been prepared— mourned the little man, mopping his head with a map of Oz which he happened to have in his pocket. "'Yes,' sighed the tin woodman, feeling his joints anxiously, to see whether they had been rusted by his three-day immersion in Lightning Lake. "'We might have been prisoners in Thunder Mountain for ever, had it not been for Dorothy and Pegasus, and this sagacious little seer. But tell me, Dorothy, how was it that you alone, of all the people in the palace, remembered and missed us?' "'Well,' "'confessed Dorothy, seating herself cautiously on Nick Chopper's tin knees. "'It must have been the wizard's wishing-pill. "'You see, just as the soldier's beard turned red, "'I found one in my pocket, and popping it in my mouth, "'wished that I might save Oz from any danger that threatened. "'It kept me from forgetting Ozma and all of you, "'and when I sat on Pigus's back, he remembered too, and we... "'Did save Oz!' finished the little wizard, bounding triumphantly to his feet, and restored to instant cheerfulness by Dorothy's generous statement. "'I tell you, I'll match my wishing powers with any wishing powers in the country.' "'But you won't have to now,' smiled Bitty Bit, with an envious glance at the sparkling necklaces Dorothy had placed on the table before Ozma. "'With these emeralds and your own magic powers, nothing like this could ever happen in Oz again. "'Thank you, Bitty Bit.' smiled the little queen, nodding graciously. Thank you a hundred times for all you have done for us and for Oz. And perhaps, if we coaxed, you might remain as our royal seer. Here, here, our royal seer, cried Pigasus, clapping his wings. Will you be it, Sir Bitty Bit? Well, acknowledged Bitty Bit, with a low bow towards Ozma, I'm tempted to accept, but on the other hand I am so foolishly fond of my own castle I just could not be content in any other place but if your majesty ever needs me for serious business you can always command my services by using either the wishing necklaces or your magic belt and he'll come like a shot in his shooting tower dorothy smiled as she slid carefully from nick chopper's knee but say what's that a hundred footsteps sounded in the corridor accompanied by confused voices questioning calls and finally loud thumps on the door it must be all the rest of the courtiers and visitors, remembering they have a queen. Ah! Oh, I hear scraps and the scarecrow, squealed Pigasus. I hear Betsy Bobbin and Trot. Quick, Dorothy, open the door. No, not yet, said Ozma gently but firmly. There is more, much more, for us to hear and settle. But you go out, Pigasus, and tell them all about our enchantment, Scamperoo's reign and our rescue. Be glad to. Charmed, and trust me to do it right. Swelling up with importance and pride, Pigasus flew out the window before Dorothy had time to open the door. A few moments later, the company in the wizard's laboratory heard him calling everyone to follow him to the throne room and hear the most startling news since Dorothy killed the wicked witches of the East and West. And how he'll love telling it, said Bitty Bit, smiling across at the Wizard of Ev. A great idea of yours, this pig, Jinny. Even if his verses are low, I like him. Oh, everyone likes Pigasus, declared Dorothy, coming over to sit on the arm of Glinda's chair. But what I'd like to know is how that kitchen boy happened to have the emeralds, how Scamperoo got them, and where they came from in the first place. Yes, murmured Glinda, who, like the wizard, felt very much annoyed to have been overpowered by a fat, unimportant monarch like Scamperoo. Now that we have these wishing chains, we must guard them carefully, to keep them from falling into such mischievous hands again. I believe Bitty Bit can tell us the story of the emeralds, said Ozma, who had been much impressed by the cheerful little seer of some summit. With his gift of foreseeing and foretelling, he probably knows the whole story. Can he look backward as well as forward? inquired the wizard challengingly. Just as well, confessed Bitty Bit, with an embarrassed little cough, and as every head turned expectantly toward him the sage closed his eyes and quietly told them the interesting history of matia's three necklaces these magic emeralds began bitty bit waving his hands rhythmically backward and forward were first collected and strung into necklaces by a wizard named wom for the king of the green mountain as a gift for the wood-nymph lorna but the king of the green mountain was an ugly little dwarf and though she had promised to marry him no sooner did lorna have the necklaces than she turned the king into a frog and hid herself away in her own forest in the giant hollow tree where lorna lived there was a mischievous family of squirrels that night as lorna lay sleeping with the emeralds on a little golden plate beside her one of the squirrels thinking the gems some new and delicious kind of nuts stole and buried them away for the winter Next morning, though Lorna ran crying and searching all through the forest, she was unable to find her wishing necklaces. "'Then what became of them?' gasped Dorothy, as Bitty Bit, opening his eyes for a moment, blinked cheerfully over their heads. "'Wait, I'll tell you.' Closing his eyes, the sage went hurriedly on with the story. "'Ah, so this is it.' a woodcutter's boy poking about among the leaves found the emeralds and as emeralds in themselves are not uncommon in oz he traded them to a peddler for a new axe the peddler arriving after a long while in scampavia had no trouble in disposing of the jewels in scampavia you must know emeralds pearls or jewels of any kind are practically unknown and a merchant gave the peddler not only his house and shop but all of his merchandise for the three sparkling chains by a law in Scampavia, every subject must render to the king one-third of all he owns or raises, and in due course one of the necklaces was sent to Scamperoo. The king, delighted with the sparkling gems, insisted on having all three necklaces, and Martia himself brought them to the castle, determined, if possible, to steal them back at the first opportunity in order to do so without arousing the suspicions of the king he pretends to be a wizard and tells him if he Martia, wears the three necklaces he can grant any wish the king may make but that as he makes the wish he must close his eyes and count to a hundred as soon as skamperoo began to count Martia started to run off with the emeralds and that accounts for the white horse for you see skamperoo's first wish was for a splendid white charger with a golden mane and tail frightened almost out of his senses by the sudden appearance of the horse and the knowledge that the chains really did have some magic power martia steals back beside the king resolved to wait for another opportunity to procure the necklaces meanwhile skamperoo excited and happy over the granting of his first wish confides in the merchant his second wish and ambition to be a ruler of oz martia to gain time in which he can work out the secret of the emerald's power approves of the king's idea but tells him he can only grant one wish a week he then advises skamperoo to cause all the people in oz to forget their former rulers and to remove the wizard and all his magic ozma and the rulers of the four oz countries to the inaccessible caverns of thunder mountain now while martia is trying his best to discover the trick of the magic emeralds skamperoo growing tired of the temporary fellow appealed to his horse the horse, being magically brought to life and being unusually sharp-witted and quick, soon worked out the problem. With his help, Scamperoo wished the spell of forgetting upon Ozma's subjects, banished Her Highness and all of the others just as Martia had suggested, and managed to rule Oz for three whole days. But what became of Martia? asked Glinda, leaning forward eagerly. At this moment, Martia is lying in a senseless condition in the underground chamber beneath this castle. Bitty Bit told them solemnly and without opening his eyes. Soon after Skamperoo left for Oz, the merchant was driven out of Scampavia by Pinny Penny, whom Skamperoo had made king. Matia, furious to think the apparently stupid sovereign had outwitted him, bribed an eagle to carry him across the desert, arrived at the Emerald City, and soon afterward managed to really steal the necklaces from Skamperoo discovering beneath the cellar the excavated chambers of the old gnome king he retired to this quiet spot to again experiment with the emeralds needing another person to help he seized the kitchen boy who had come to the cellar for supplies and forced him to assist in his experiments how soon he might have discovered the real trick of the chains i cannot say but our own arrival and gloma's powder of darkness happily interrupted him the kitchen boy who had kept his eyes glued to the stone steps and trap-door during the entire morning made an immediate dash for freedom and managed to escape in spite of the darkness Martia, not so fortunate rushed into a stone pillar and knocked himself senseless he's still lying there and i suggest your majesty deal with him at once i will decided ozma firmly as bitty bit opened his eyes and looked cheerfully round the table and i'll do it by means of these very magic emeralds put on the emeralds dorothy for you alone know the secret of their magic power so dorothy anxious to have martia out of oz before he recovered his wicked wits hastily clasped the three chains round her slim throat it is my earnest wish that martia shall immediately and henceforth forget the emerald necklaces of oz return to his country and become a good and simple citizen of Scampavia said Osma seriously, beginning her count to one hundred. "'He's gone, he's gone,' piped up Bitty Bit, who had closed his eyes as soon as Osma had started to speak. "'And if I were you, my dear, I would send off that red eagle, too. I see him lurking on the edge of our city with an exceedingly fierce light in his eye.' So Osma made another wish, turning the eagle to a harmless sparrow. "'And what about Scamperoo?' asked cheerio Bed, king of the munchkins who up to this time had not spoken a word should he not be punished in some way i would not bother with old scamper advised pity bit with a small chuckle before i agreed to give his white horse those five wishes i closed my eyes and looked ahead and discovered that they would all be good wishes not only good but wise and from now on i think you can trust that clever white horse and a little fellow called Pinnypenny, penny to keep their master out of mischief and oz "'Well, in that case,' sighed Ozma, rather breathless from so much counting, "'everything is happily settled.' "'And in that case,' boomed Joe King, gallantly helping his little queen to her feet, "'I suggest we start celebrating all over again, "'not only the discovery of Oz by mortals, but the saving of Oz as well. "'I, for one, feel terribly cheated at missing Notta's circus.' "'So do I, so do I!' exclaimed little Prince Philidor, climbing boisterously into Highboy's saddle. I want to see a circus! And so you shall, promised Ozma gaily. We will start the celebration at exactly the point where we left Oz for Thunder Mountain, and have the tableaus, the pageants, and the picnics all over again. And that, my dear, is exactly what they did do, and everyone, including Bitty Bit, enjoyed himself so much there was not an unhappy person in the Emerald City and not until the end of the second day did dorothy remember to tell ozma the magic secret of the wishing emeralds on the sixth count you wink both eyes whispered dorothy giving ozma a little hug good night good gracious so that's it smiled ozma comprehending instantly what dorothy meant i suppose martia did it in sheer excitement the first time Well. I have often heard of doing things in the twinkling of an eye, but now we shall really be able to have them that way. No one knows this secret but you and me and a white horse, and no one must ever know it, for wishes are dangerous and cause more unhappiness than joy, so we'll never tell another soul, will we, Dorothy? Never, agreed the little girl, looking solemnly over her shoulder at the safe where Osma had hidden her new treasure. End of chapter 19